0: Hello again, and welcome to Exploring the Art Market podcast. My name is Maria Bojtsova-Venans. I'm an IP lawyer, mediator, and business writer in love with the world of art. In today's episode, I would like to talk about a truly compelling subject. Have you ever thought about artwork destruction? Let me put it differently. If an artist would decide to destroy his artwork, would he be allowed to do that? Logically speaking, why not? And what if the artist is Leonardo da Vinci and the artwork is Mona Lisa? Let's discuss. There's indeed an argument that once created, artworks no longer belong to the artist and thus she has no moral right to destroy them. The analogy drawn here is a child, not ours to destroy once we gave her life. Nonetheless, art history knows of many examples of let's call it reputation-preserving destruction. Georgia O'Keefe. Claude Monet, even Michelangelo, his sculpture deposition, though preserved, bears the traces of the famous artist's furious hits with a hammer. Furthermore, what about the owners? Be it the owner of an artwork, or the owner of, say, a building in which the street art artwork is made, do they have the right to destroy it? Issues are numerous. To begin unfolding this matter, one might start with the obvious questions. What is being destroyed and by whom? Is it an artist destroying her own legacy? Or is it the owner of a particular artwork who decides to destroy it? If it is an artist herself, as already mentioned, there is a dilemma of her reputation versus keeping the body of works intact for history. One line of thought is that artworks created instantly enter the flow of art history belonging to all of us. While taking them out of this flow would mean ripping us all of the cultural heritage. Then again, what if an artist considers her work to be not good enough to stay and bear her name? Like, for example, the Belgian painter Luc Turmans, who constantly purges his portfolio, destroying every artwork he believes not to be good enough to go to his dealer. It would be unfair to deny an artist the right to define such personal legacy. In tune with this thought, in his book Playing Darts with Rembrandt, Joseph Sachs grants an artist the right to destroy her creation, reasoning exactly that an artist should be entitled to decide how the world will remember him or her. Seems logical. But then again, for example, Franz Kafka wanted all his unpublished works to be destroyed upon his death. If his will had been duly executed, we would not remember Kafka as an author of such masterpieces as The Trial or The Castle, Luckily for us, his will was not honored. Moving on to the owner of an artwork. Does the physical ownership grant the ultimate universal right to do whatever an owner deems appropriate or is an owner bound by certain moral obligations towards an artist and public at large? If it is about ownership of a masterpiece of historical value, can a single person ever decide its fate? On the other hand, who decides on historical value? James O. Young in his essay Destroying Works of Art for the Journal of Aesthetics and Art Criticism concludes that, quote, no matter how bad some work is, it possesses historical interest. Thus, even when the value is dubious, there is still a room for interest, making a case against destroying even objectively or better subjectively bad artworks. Young elaborates even further, stating that the single individual is never the sole cause or creator of an artwork. It is much more accurate to say that artworks are the product of an artistic tradition. The individual artist is simply the last stage in a causal chain, which has included many other artists. Therefore, it is always about the general historical context, about the cultural heritage and interests of the public at large, or isn't it? If someone buys a table, Even a very nice antique table made by a famous craftsman and smashes that table into pieces with an axe that would normally not cause problems or questions. However, what about an art collector who bought, say, a painting by Renoir? Can he just throw darts at it if he wishes? Okay, Renoir is long dead, so one might dispute moral obligations towards the artist, but then again, not towards the general public and not towards history, which would be ripped off a masterpiece. However, bringing the argument further, what if it is a contemporary art? For example, David Hockney. What if the owner of the pool with two figures would decide to burn the painting in a barbecue? In the US, visual artists are protected by the provisions of the VARA, Visual Artists Rights Act, which amongst others prohibit the destruction of visual art that is of a recognized statue during the artist's lifetime. Does that mean that the owner of Hockney's work would be prevented by law from destroying the work he owns? While in case of Renoir, there would only be moral considerations in the way? A curious twist. What if the owner destroys an artwork with the consent of the artist? Robert Rauschenberg erased the drawing by Willem de Koning, creating the erased de Koning drawing, now in the collection of San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. The Koning gave it to Rauschenberg, knowing what the later was planning to do, and even though not really approving the intent, but also not preventing the experiment. Would it be any different if Rauschenberg would have bought the Koning drawing and proceeded with deleting it without prior informing the artist? In the Roman law, which is the basis for the majority of modern laws, property rights were denoted as use utendi, fruendi, abutendi meaning the right to use the object, benefit from the income it generates, and to completely consume or destroy the owned object. Likewise, in the earlier editions of Black's Law Dictionary, prior to the 7th edition of 1999, the property right explicitly contained the right to destroy. Not anymore. This most extreme feature of property ownership has been scratched from the definition. Truth must be told, this refers to the general property rights, not to the particular case of artwork ownership. Already mentioned Joseph Sachs contends that an art collector never actually owns an artwork, but rather quote-unquote she is the work steward and ought to incur permanent legal obligations to preserve it and make it accessible to scholars, art lovers, and members of the general public. Consonant to this, there was an advertisement for a luxury watch manufacturer with the motto you never actually own a Patek Philippe, you merely look after it for the next generation. Culture is in a sense what makes us human and cultural heritage has a universal value for everyone and each of us in particular. Owning an art object and getting profit out of transactions, that's one thing. However, Personally, I do believe in a higher value of the pure existence of an object for the public at large. Some final considerations. A separate category of artworks is temporary works that are at the outset created to be destroyed one day. Here, for example, The Dollhouse by Heather Banning, which was subsequently burned down, ice sculptures made to last for a number of days, or a Burning Man in Nevada desert annually celebrating self-expression and disappearing in a week. But, and here of course there is also a but, the Eiffel Tower was once also created as a temporary industrial object to be dismantled after the 1889 World Expo. Would it be appropriate to still do it now? And if not, when exactly did that right to destroy expire? An interesting case likewise prompting discussion is accidental destruction. A notable example of this is the destruction of Elias Garcia Martinez Fresco, of uh, Jesus Christ, and most importantly, a dreadful restoration which followed. The resulting modern art Ese Mono by Cecilia Jiménez, in the end attracted myriads of tourists to the local church in Borgia, in Spain, and brought attention and money which would not be there otherwise. The question is, what is more valuable now, the restoration or the original painting? Would it be appropriate and beneficial for the general public to destroy the restoration by Jiménez and try to recover the original painting by García Martínez? Or the historical value of the existing restoration is now much higher than that of the original work? How to define such a value? Have a look at it. It's actually very interesting that Esse Mono, by Cecilia Jimenez. I will put the name in the notes to this episode. The end of 2018 brought into spotlight also another type of art destruction. Creation by destruction. Love is in the Bin by Banksy, the balloon girl that was shredded by Banksy during the auction at Sotheby's. This highlight of 2018 has been analyzed from all sides already, but in the context of creation by destruction, it is a bit like artists using their old canvases to create new paintings. Here as well, from the art historical standpoint, do artists have the right to destroy if they are creating by or true destruction? Should they be obliged to keep the initial original and alter the copy? Should they preserve the initial work in some other way? Also, these questions are not answered. To conclude, there is no conclusion, there are only numerous discussion prompts. The very concept of ownership in connection with art objects is an issue which invites a discussion around many facets of value, amongst others an absolute value of the cultural heritage and an obligation to prevent its destruction. Should only the rights of an owner be restricted to ensure there is no or is only a limited right to destroy? Or should an artist also be prevented from destroying her own works, thus ripping society of its cultural heritage? How to define the scope of the right to destroy? Yet even more, how to define the scope of the cultural heritage as such, and historically valuable, or should it better be historically interesting, pieces worth protecting from destruction? Now, I would love to hear from you. When you hear the words cultural heritage, what comes to your mind? Which would be the rights and obligations of owners and holders? Should there be any? And in general, is it about personal ownership and hence personal decision? Or the society at large needs to always be taken into the equation? As always, you can share your thoughts either in the comment section below or directly to my email at gmail.com thank you very much for listening i hope you found this episode insightful and if you did a small like would be highly appreciated my name is maria bytsova till next time on exploring the art market podcast